This is the Decoding Obesity Podcast, where we simplify, demystify, and decode obesity, helping you lose weight and feel great. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Avishkar Sabharwal. So gear up for a fascinating journey through this ever-evolving field, and let's see what we find. And please remember that the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com, for show notes and more info. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Decoding Obesity podcast. I have with me Dr. Jaskaran Sethi to discuss the link between obesity and lung diseases. Please do subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to stay up to date with the latest episodes. This is an exciting topic in the field of medicine and is ever more important in this day and age with the current burden of obesity. Dr. Sethi completed his internal medicine training at the John H. Stroger Jr. Hospital of Cook County in Chicago and then his pulmonary and critical care fellowship at University of South Florida. He has decided to specialize further in interventional pulmonology and is currently pursuing the same at the University of Utah. Welcome, Jaskaran. Thanks, Avishkar. Thanks for having me on the show. Excited to be here. Great. So, Jaskaran, um, there is a link that has long been proposed between several lung diseases and obesity. What do we know about this? So, you're right. Obesity has always played an important role, especially because your body habitus does determine your lung mechanics. A lot of that then interplays with any disease process in the lung. So, diseases like asthma, COPD, or chronic obstructive lung disease, anybody who has any limitations related to their body habitus will worsen the limitations related to their lung disease. And so what are the most common lung diseases that we usually see in relation with obesity? So it's interesting. I think there is a correlation between majority of the lung diseases, asthma and COPD being more common, but obesity also has direct relation to conditions called uh, obstructive sleep apnea and obesity hypoventilation syndromes, which is a separate entity in itself, which is related to obesity alone. Right. And then we keep reading about the fact that patients with obesity have more severe asthma. What do we know about this link between the two? So recently, people have started to describe asthma as different phenotypes. So one such phenotype is essentially uh, obesity-related. And what I mean by that is people with, who are obese and have asthma tend to behave a little different from other asthmatics. They do not respond quite as quickly or as well to some of the inhaled corticosteroids. And so that is one phenotype that has been described uh, separately. So interesting. So it's not only that the asthma is worse, even the management of it is not as effective for uh, asthmatics who suffer from obesity. Yeah, there is some link. It's hard to describe because uh, there are a few factors that may play in into that. One, like I mentioned, that there is a hypothesis that people who are obese have uh, a poor response to some of the inhaled steroids. But on top of that, some of the most common factors that exacerbate asthma are actually OSA or obstructive sleep apnea and bad heartburn or GERD. Uh, And those tend to be a lot more prominent in people who are obese. 
Another, uh, I think, important point to make here is that, uh, you know, obesity, as you have also mentioned in, a, in your previous podcast, is more like a pro-inflammatory state. And so there's research going into if that plays any role into people who have asthma. And as, is that one of the factors that causes people to have a worse asthma control, especially if there is more inflammatory state happening in the body? Interesting, interesting. So what are the unique challenges that you would face um, in a patient with obesity uh, in terms of management of asthma? So, like I said, I think uh, sleep apnea and GERD, those factors, unless those are controlled, we see a lot of patients get uh, frequent exacerbations of asthma. I see. So some of the patients with these diseases kind of get labeled as having asthma, whereas these are the underlying diseases that they actually have. Right. And even just because if you have a lot of Truncal obesity, there is uh, some degree of uh, shortness of breath that can happen just related to that. And as asthma is sometimes mislabeled in those patients just because of the shortness of breath symptoms, which are poorly classified. Right. And then, you know, there's the other problem of the COPD, which we briefly touched upon with so many people smoking and, you know, this becoming a more and more common lung disease. Is there a link between obesity and COPD itself? Yeah, so actually a lot of studies have actually shown probably a slightly higher prevalence of uh, obesity. For example, there was a study back in a Californian population which actually showed as high as 54% of them to be obese, 54% of COPD patients to be obese, whereas uh, just going by the CDC data for that same year, it was only 20 to 24% of the whole state that was obese. And that's surprising because, you know, when we when we describe COPD, at least advanced COPD, uh, we descri- describe it as a systemic disease, not just a lung disease, because there is a lot of muscle wasting. There's actually lots of weight loss in those patients. So to find that people overall with COPD, uh, obesity is more prevalent is is an interesting finding in itself. I think it would be great if you could highlight some of the questions that patients suffering from obesity should ask their doctors prior to either starting treatment for their lung diseases or some of the circumstances they should be prepared for if they have been started on the treatment for lung diseases. Uh, That's a really good question. Um, So In terms of what people need to know is, again, it's important for people with lung diseases as well as obesity to kind of keep themselves active. You know, there is obviously a vicious cycle that can happen when when you have lung conditions. You can't exercise as much. And in those situations, you can put on more weight and make things worse. And so you start the cycle of, you know, not providing your lungs good conditions to work in. Right. So uh, it's important to, you know, be aware of what you can do uh, in those situations. So people who need rehab or specialized cardiopulmonary rehab, that should be an important question for people to ask if that's feasible or if they qualify for any of that. The other thing is a lot of these conditions do require some steroids for therapy. And so if you do need them, of course, from the lung perspective, you have to be you're conscientious of the fact that you may put on some weight with the steroids that you get. Uh, and so how to minimize the use of any of these steroids uh, is important. I see. Uh, I was actually going to ask you if, you know, in terms of using steroids, do you consider using other modalities of treatment, if especially somebody suffering from obesity, or that still remains the first line of treatment? 
Uh, unfortunately, in a lot of these conditions, that's what we have. So if somebody is having an exacerbation of their asthma or COPD, the first line still is steroids. Question is, how long do you use these steroids for? And that's where most of us will try to minimize the duration of it. The studies have always tried to compare shorter courses of steroids with longer. And we do know for asthma and COPD, shorter courses of five to seven days usually works okay. Now, again, it's not it's not a same regimen for everybody, but uh, that is what most physicians would try to do is try to reduce the duration of steroids. As to alternatives, the goal is always to keep everybody off long-term steroids. So the, if that means we have to adjust the inhalers or add other new drugs for COPD, for example, or consider different targeted therapies for asthma. And in those cases, those are important to consider at that point. Do you have any suggestions for patients with obesity and lung diseases? I think my suggestion is always to keep active. Uh, I think it's important to exercise in your limits for both conditions. From the lung perspective, the more active you stay, the less chances are you're going to have worsening. But uh, on top of that, I think nutrition is really important as well, particularly in COPD, because we do see people lose a lot of their muscle mass. And so uh, if you do not keep up with good balanced nutrition, you could easily head down a slippery slope. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, just Karan, for this brief session and to talk about lung diseases and uh, obesity. Thank you. Uh, listeners, please do leave us a review. We strive to bring quality content to you. If you're liking the podcast, please leave us a review. If you do not like something, we would love to hear your opinion so that we can improve. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I'll see you all next time. This podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely of the host and his guests. They do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of any organization. And that brings us to the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening in. And please remember that the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Don't forget to visit our website www.decodingobesity.com for show notes and more info.